I have a word for you this morning that I really feel like the Lord has impressed upon my heart and something that I just want to deliver to you and just to get you going moving into the new year. Now, the next time that we see each other in person, it's going to be January 2nd. And so um, I want you to be thinking about some things as we move toward that date. I'm going to give you some real practical things today. I'm going to give you what I believe is just a, a bit of an encouraging word to push us into our future, to pull us forward, and some practical things at the end. Um, Christmas, the day of celebrating um, Jesus' humble act of coming as our Redeemer has officially passed. All the pageants, all the parades, all the kids' programs, all those things um, are done and they're gone. And we've now moved into beginning to uh, discuss, I know in our home, it's, well, when do we actually take down the tree? When do we put away the garland and the wreaths and all of the decorations? And what we're going to do is, is, at some point, the celebration's going to go back on the shelf. And we're going to be waiting to unveil it until next year, where we're going to turn once again our attention towards seeking this hope and love and joy and peace of the season. But I have to tell you, it's not over. Um, I firmly believe that God has been moving mightily in our midst. In our church, I can tell you, we've begun just to hear countless stories of how God's moving miraculously. And that is amazing. And that is a super exciting thing. And I believe that God wants to move more. I believe that God has more for us in 2022. I think oftentimes we feel like God is done moving because we're trying to process things with our own um, human understanding, but God is a God of abundance, and so I think he has more for us. Um, but the key is we have to continue to seek him. So if we would remain curiously attentive to what it is that he's doing and we respond accordingly to it, I believe we're going to have a great year in 2022. I believe he wants to shift uh, foundationally the way that we're walking into 2022 by giving us wisdom on how to adapt to what he's doing. There's a great story in the Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 2 that is a story of some guys who traveled throughout the desert across the land from their homeland to meet baby Jesus. And the story goes something like this. It says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea and during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men or magi, you might have heard them called, from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Now, I just want to stop for a second. I, I want to frame some things that, that are really important for us to know. Number one, these magi were known as wise men. These guys were very, very skilled in their crafts, and they were intelligent. But more than that, they were called wise because they knew how to apply the knowledge that they had. The other thing that I think is fascinating here is that we have to understand that baby Jesus was not a newborn baby. That when we read this historical account of these men who were wise going to find Jesus by following this star in the sky, Jesus was approximately two years old. Now, I know if you're like me uh, that sometimes we get FOMO, like the fear of missing out. And so 
uh, what I love about these wise men is that their wisdom drew them toward continuing to seek for Jesus. Although they might have missed his birth, they didn't have a fear of missing out and give up. They weren't anxious and they weren't nervous. What they did was is that they just continued to press forward to find this young child king. And I just want to remind you this morning that it's never too late. That no matter where you sit today, no matter what it is you've walked through in your life, no matter what your age, no matter what the circumstance, that this morning it's not too late for you to begin your journey, your wise journey of seeking this child king, Jesus. In verse 3, it says that King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. And as was everyone in Jerusalem, and he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said. This is the wise men speaking. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Now, here's another truth that I want us to know this morning as we read through this. That Bethlehem was rather insignificant at this time of this writing. Now, Bethlehem today has grown to be rather uh, significant to an extreme measure. In fact, most of what's being fought over and most of the wars that are happening between Palestine and Israel are over this key area because this reported savior of the world was born in this insignificant at the time town called Bethlehem. And what this reminds me of is that even the things in your life that God wants to move in, that you may feel like are insignificant today, when God breathes on those things, when he reveals himself through those things, they have the opportunity to become significant. And I want you to know today, whatever it is that God has for you as we wrap up 2021, this morning as you sit there with your family or friends, perhaps you're, you're listening to this or watching this by yourself, I want you to know that God wants to move and breathe on the things in your life that you may discount or other people may discount and God wants to say these are significant. He wants to use them just like he did this little town. Bethlehem. In verse 7, it says, Then Herod called the private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, I want you to go to Bethlehem and search carefully for that child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and I can worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. Now here's the thing. Bethlehem is only about six miles from Jerusalem. And so it didn't take them probably very long to get there. And it says that uh, it went ahead of them, the star, this sign in the sky that represents God's presence in your life, always lighting the way and guiding you. That it went ahead of them and it stopped over the place where this child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house. Now, 
Now listen to this. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What, what just happened right there is extremely profound. I have to stop for a second and I have to un, unveil a little bit of the truth behind this right now. That what happened is, is they're searching for a child king and in, instead of finding him on a throne, they found him in a humble home. That instead of bestowing on him the accolades of a king that maybe the people in Jerusalem would have been shouting and singing. Instead, they opened their treasures and they bestowed on him and they acknowledged with their gifts the very thing that they would have done in their own culture. They would have honored kings with the gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's the acknowledgement that Jesus, even at two years old, they are saying, this is the king of kings. That this young child... Even though he's in a humble home and he's not on a throne, we are saying today, by pouring our treasure out, by giving this gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we are saying that this young Jesus is King of kings, Lord of lords. Now, as this wraps up, it says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, these magi, these wise men, stayed curiously attentive to the star. And they intently sought after Jesus and they responded wisely to what was revealed. God is saying, I think, to us today that we need to stay attentive. And He would say to us, Seek me with a continued curiosity of what I'm doing. Seek what I want to do in this next season and act wisely with what is being revealed. Like the Magi, God wants to shift the way that you and I are going to walk from seeking after Jesus and he wants to shift the way that we're walking into 2022. Today, I, I want to unveil probably some secrets here and I call today just the secret of seeking. And, and there's four things that I want to talk about very quickly. Number one, we need to seek with expectation. If we're going to seek like these wise men, we need to seek with expectation. First Chronicles 28.9, I love this promise. It says, if you seek him, you will find him. I love this. This is, this is a promise for you and I that if we run after God, if we chase after Jesus, in fact, this word seek means to beat a path. It's this idea that if we would just be willing to run over and over and over again in this chase after Jesus just to get to him and we beat this path down, if we would be willing to do this, that the promise is that you will find him. He will allow himself to be found. He will reveal himself. These magi were extremely firm in their knowledge that Jesus existed and the purpose of seeking him. In fact, it says in this scripture we just read in verse two, it says, where's the newborn king of the Jews? This is what Herod asked. Now, the magi could have answered this a lot of ways, but listen to how definitive they were. They said, we saw his star as it rose. 
and we have come to worship him. They didn't question his kingship. They didn't question what the star was doing and why it was significant. They were determined and they were set. They were resolute. They were seeking with expectation because they had a quiet confidence in their seeking. And so I would say that we need to beat a path toward Jesus with great expectation that the promise of the prophecy that they heard would be fulfilled and that they would find him and we should respond the same way by seeking with expectation. Number two, we need to seek with attentive curiosity. In verse seven of the scripture we just read, it says, then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. See, the Magi were paying close attention to the star because they were eager to know what it was revealing. This term, attentive, curiosity, the the word attentive means action of paying close attention to something. And curiosity is an eagerness to know something. You can want to know something but fail to pay attention. Let, let Let me say that again for you. You can have a desire to know something but fail to pay attention to it. They could have wanted to know maybe what the star was revealing, but maybe they would have lost some of their attentiveness and they would have missed this whole moment. You can be curious without being attentive to that curiosity. Herod was curious to know where Jesus was, but he wasn't paying close attention to see the star. Remember, he had to ask them how they knew. And they're the ones who told Herod how it was that they were finding this child king. Herod could have looked at that point to the sign in the sky. He could have sent a team. Heck, he could have gone by himself. He could have followed them. And he could have found Jesus with attentive curiosity. You know, as a side note, what strikes me is that the Magi continued to seek with attentive curiosity when no one else did. No one else was willing to go and look for this young child king. It says that after the interview, the wise men went away. They went on their way, and it says the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And what it reminds me of is that as we turn our attention with curiosity, with expectation to seek after Jesus, to continue to seek after him, God's been moving in our midst. And family, I want to tell you, we need to continue to press into seeking after him. And as we do that, you have to know, sometimes it's a lonely road. In fact, I would tell you that it's a bit countercultural. There aren't going to be thousands of people running in the streets next to you, chasing after with high expectation, with this attentive curiosity to meet this face-to-face encounter like these wise men, the person of Jesus. But we still need to continue to press into and chase after him. Seeking God with attentive curiosity is not based on what popular culture is doing. Rather, it's based on a hunger to pay close attention to how God is revealing himself and 
to what end? What is it that God is trying to say to us in our midst? What, what is it that the star is trying to say? God, what is your presence in our midst trying to pull us toward? We need to pay close, attentive, curious attention with an expectation that he's going to show himself. Number three, we need to seek wisely. Let me give you a definition for wisdom very quickly. And I remember I learned this years and years and years ago, and it stuck with me, and it was just the easiest way for me to remember it. Wisdom is nothing more than applied knowledge. That means that what you know is no good unless you apply it appropriately in life. That you can be smart, but not wise. You can be intelligent, but not wise. You can have the information, but if you don't perform appropriately based on that information, you're not necessarily acting wisely. So this idea of seeking wisely, let me define wisely, it's to seek wisely is with intention to apply what you learn from seeking by taking appropriate action. Now, sometimes appropriate action means to do nothing. There are times in your seeking that God is going to require you to sit and just wait. And there are times in your seeking that God is going to require you to stand and to move. But the idea is that we're going to seek wisely and we're going to say, God, based on what is you're showing us, we're going to lean into what it is that you're showing us. And based on that, we're going to know when to go out. We're going to know when to sit. We're going to know when we need to come in. We're going to know what to do appropriately because we're going to seek wisely. We're going to ask the question, what are you doing? These magi, these wise men, you see, were they were from a cast of educated men that specialized in some key things. Listen to this. They specialized in astronomy, astrology, philosophy, and natural science. These were learned men who appropriately applied knowledge as a lifestyle. That people would seek them out because they knew that these men knew how to take something, look into it, take the knowledge of what they had been trained in, what they had been versed in, and they knew how to appropriately apply it. That this wasn't a new thing for them to follow this star. That this was just their lifestyle. That maybe the example in the Magi is that we need to have a lifestyle of seeking wisely as well. That we would be asking God what it is he's doing and what is he's asking of us Seeking wisely meant that they had a willingness to be affected on how they were going to journey based on their appropriate action. Here's what I mean. It said when it was time to leave, they returned home to their own country by a different route because God had come to them in a dream and he had spoken to them. Now, prior to this, Herod had said, and by all accounts, for what we know, they agreed that they were going to come back through Jerusalem and tell Herod where this young child king was so that he could go and worship him. Now, if you don't know the story, I have to tell you some insight that Herod was not interested at all in worshiping Jesus. In fact, Herod, he wasn't a very nice guy. And it says he was disturbed when he heard the news. Herod was a disturbed person. In fact, after this story, 
Herod got so upset that he issued a decree that every young child, two years and younger, that was a male, was gathered up and was murdered. Now, I want you to know something. These magi and their ability to seek wisely, can you imagine the story differently if they wouldn't have been attentively curious about the dream that God came to them and spoke to them about? If they didn't respond wisely and appropriately that in any other account, they probably would have returned home on the route that they came. But in this case, they went home a different way. We need to continue to seek wisely with curious attentiveness, expecting God to reveal himself and allow him to lead us to maybe even shifting the trajectory of what it is that we're doing. Number four, we need to seek to give. I want you to know something this morning, that whatever you truly seek, you will eventually give yourself to. I'm going to say that again. Whatever it is that you're truly seeking right now, December 26, 2021, whatever that thing is, whether it's a person, a job, a pay raise, an education, the right house in the right neighborhood, the right boyfriend, the right girlfriend, the right spouse, the right child, whatever it is that you're seeking, you will eventually, you will give yourself to it. In the midst of this story, these men who, by the way, these men were not Jewish. They were not religious men. They really represent in Scripture the fact that God has sent his son Jesus so that every man that every woman, that every child would have an opportunity to seek him today. Would have an opportunity to seek with expectation. Would have an opportunity to seek with this attentive curiosity. Would have an opportunity to seek wisely and ultimately God knows that what you seek, you will give yourself to. And here were these wise men who spent reportedly more than a year traveling, following this star to finally get to this child king and not find him on a throne, to not, to not find him where they thought they would find him. Remember, they stopped in Jerusalem first because they maybe assumed that that's where a king would be, is in the capital city. It's where, it's where kings and rulers were hanging out, and, and that's not where Jesus was. But they eventually found themselves in his home, 
And what did they do? They gave. And they gave of themselves. In fact, I want to tell you something. They gave their treasure. They opened it. They willingly said, you, you, can, you can have this. And so this is, this is kind of my language for us is, Jesus, I, I want to seek for you. I want to beat a path for you. Not just, not just in the season of Christmas, but, but even today, the day after, and, and even tomorrow, and even next week, and, and even in January, and February, and March, and, and even in the middle of the year, and even when things don't look like it's going the way that it should, I'm going to continue to beat a path to you. With attentive curiosity, acting wisely with what you reveal to me, and ultimately that I would give more and more of my life as a treasure to you. That what Jesus really is after is your heart is, he's after your time, he's, he's after your presence and he just wants you to come to him and just open that treasure up and say, you can have everything. And as we continue to seek the Lord with attentive curiosity, expecting that he's going to reveal himself, let's be careful of something. Sometimes Jesus is revealing himself to us in such plain manners that we mistakenly miss it. Remember the Magi found him, the child king of kings in a humble home rather than on a throne. God used in the history of this story of the coming of our Savior Jesus, he used an unknown and an unlikely girl from a seemingly insignificant village to give birth in a rather insignificant town to a baby who would one day save the world. God loves to use the seemingly insignificant and the things that the world calls unknown today. He likes to reveal himself in the plainness of life. And we sometimes make the mistake of looking for the bright, shiny object. And at the end of the day, the Magi didn't find Jesus hanging on a star, but they found him sitting at his mother's feet, humble. sitting in a home. Like the Magi, we should be prepared to offer the treasure of our life to him regardless of where, what, why, or how he reveals himself. Our job is to open the treasure of our life and respond wisely accordingly. Here's some practical things for us. In 2022, as a family, here's my promise to you. We will, number one, seek with expectation that Jesus will show 
himself to us. Number two, we will seek with attentive curiosity so we catch the where, what, why, or how he is revealing himself because we don't want to miss it. Like the Magi, if, if God's presence, if the star isn't showing us, if he's not moving, we're not moving. And we're going to be attentive with curiosity to those things. Number three, we're going to seek wisely with intention to apply what we learn by taking appropriate action. It does no good to get insight into what God's doing if we're not going to be willing to apply the knowledge. I promise you in 2022, we're going to see amazing things happen in our midst. And we're going to see us take amazing, amazing steps of faith. Some of them are going to feel like risk, but really the greatest reward is that we're going to be seeking wisely and we're going to be intentional and we're going to take action appropriately. When God says to move, we're going to say yes to God and we're going to be confident in that. And I'm looking forward to what God's going to do through the faith displayed through you and through this church family. And number four, we're going to seek to give more of ourselves as a treasure to Jesus. The challenge for us in 2022 is, can we give more? What is it in your life today? You said, Pat, I, I've been given. I, I, I've been given as much as I think I can give. And here's my challenge. You can do anything one time. And I love the principle of 1%. So maybe God this year is saying, would you give one more percent of that part of your life to me? Could you give me one more Sunday? Would you be willing to show up one more Sunday? Would you be willing to tune in on our, on our church at home one more Sunday? Would you be willing to just show up one more time to that prayer meeting that happens at 5.30 in the morning with our men on Wednesday mornings here at the church? Would you be willing to show up to a life group just one more time? To, do you have one more in you? Would you seek to give more this year? Because this is what I'm sure of. God doesn't just equal what it is that you're willing to give, but he pours out an abundance. He's a disproportionately extravagant God. He looks for a crack in our hearts to say, oh, he's opening the treasure chest of his heart and he is waiting to flood in and fill that space. You can't outseek God. And you can't outgive him. Would you pray with me this morning? Maybe gather your family members or settle your coworkers down or maybe you need to pull over in your car. Wherever you're at, I, I just wanna pray really quickly. And if you could just close your eyes and I just want you to sit for a second. I want you to reflect on 2021. And, and the number one thing I want you to do is think about this the gratitude that God thank you that you moved in 2021. And thank you, God, that you're gonna move in 2022. But God, we're gonna be seeking you. We're gonna be beating a path to your door. We're gonna be attentive with curiosity and full of expectation to show yourself to us.
move. We're going to be wise and we're going to move. And ultimately, we're going to give more of ourselves to you this year. So Jesus, would you shift the way that we walk into 2022? Would you shift the way that we walk? I'm going to pray this in advance. Shift the way we walk into 2022, but also, Father, would you shift the way that we're going to walk in 2022? That we would continue to press on seeking. That the secret to seeking is that you're always going to show yourself. You're always going to reveal yourself. We can have confident expectation. Lord, would you, in all the things that we offer you with the treasure of our lives, would you help us to respond wisely, appropriately? Lord, we make you this promise that we're just gonna, we're gonna seek you. you don't move, we're not moving. But we have expectation that you're going to move. Now, as we wrap up, there's something that I want you to do. I would love for you to take a moment in the next week before we see each other again, January 2nd, and by the way, you are going to want to join us the first 50 days of 2022. We've got some awesome things planned because we are running into the first 50 days of 2022 with confidence and strength. And you're not gonna wanna miss it. You're gonna wanna join us next week. But during this next week, I want you to write something down. What are you seeking God for in this coming year? It could be one thing. It could be 20 things. What are you seeking him for? I want you to write it down. And I love challenges. So if that wasn't a challenge enough, here's what I want you to do. I want you to share that with someone. I want you to write it down. I want you to share it. I want you to share it with faith. Knowing that if you just continue to seek, that if we just continue to seek, that we're gonna see God move because I'm gonna tell you what, when God starts moving in our midst to greater degrees, you're gonna be able to say, I wrote this down at the end of 2021. And look at this, three weeks in, three months in, this is what I saw God do. I wrote it down and I shared it. You're gonna be able to call that friend up, call that family member up. You're gonna say, remember when I wrote that down and I shared with you that God, I'm seeking you this year that you're gonna move in this way. God moved and it is going to strengthen your faith like never before. Would you write it down and would you share that with somebody? Because we wanna celebrate that because we are confident that God is gonna move in 2022. Family, we are so thankful for you. We're thankful for everything that you partner in. We're thankful for everything that you represent. We're thankful that you are willing to go after Jesus and seek him in 2022. We look forward to seeing you next week, January 2nd, for a brand new year as we run into the first 50 days. We look forward to seeing you.